Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, Forgive me for a couple of things. First of all, something in the yard that I'm mowing out there has stuffed up my head. Y'all know how that is, so I'm a little clogged up here. Also, thank you, um, and let me ask you to forgive me. Yesterday's recording was a little low as far as the level, and you probably had to really crank it up to hear it. I'm always trying new things. I wasn't trying the new thing yesterday. I think an old thing wasn't working quite right, and I think I got it figured out here for the moment. But uh, do drop me a note when that kind of stuff happens. Uh, I've got one or two readers, or listeners, I should say, that are very faithful in doing this, particularly one lady, a dear friend of mine. And uh, several times, probably a half dozen times through the years, something has happened on the recording, or more often than not, it's I forgot to click something and a, a certain audio didn't come through. And she'll drop me a note and say, hey, this is sort of weird. It stopped like four minutes into it. And I go, oh, okay. And she she does it so quickly that uh, most people don't find it because I'm able to correct it before everybody <laughs> listens to the podcast. So uh, thank you, Gene, for your help right there, okay? But, yeah, everybody else, when you hear something like that, drop me a note because I, I do need to know what it sounds like on that end. So here's what's going on. We've been examining of late how the Lord will deliver us. And we've been looking at some of the Psalms of David. And David's got some problems here. We're not, we're not told exactly what it is. We just know that enemies have come against him. And we're looking in the 71st Psalm right now. And he's declared to the Lord that, you know, God, I've taken refuge in you. Okay? So don't let me be ashamed. You know, by your righteousness, deliver me. Rescue me, Lord. Save me. Listen to me. Because I've made you, Lord, my rock, my rock of habitation, he said. And I've followed your commandments. You are my rock. You're my fortress. And he says, rescue me again. And then, as we saw in the last episode, verses 6 through 8, he says this, By you I have been sustained from my birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have become a marvel to many, for you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Boy, this is like a high point, isn't it? He's just praising God. He's saying, Lord, my mouth is full of your praise. I'm giving you glory, so I'm asking you to rescue me. Now watch this. We continue on. Verse 9. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. Wow. What what is that all about? Did David expect to be cast by the wayside in his old age? Was he fearful that he would be forsaken when his strength fails? Is he saying that that's the only reason that God really comes and rescues him because he's still strong? Is he saying that, Lord, don't abandon me when I'm really of no use anymore here upon this earth? What is he saying? Well, let's continue reading. Verse 10. For my enemies have spoken against me. And those who watch for my life have consulted together. Oh, we'll stop right there. And really, these next two verses are one sentence. We'll get stopped in the middle of the sentence. He's saying this. My enemies, they're coming against me. And they've spoken against me. And they're watching my life. They're consulting together. They're biding their time until they think that I'm old, that my strength has failed me, and that the Lord God has left me. And then they're going to pounce. 
That's what it says in verse 11, because it says this. Well, I better read, read 10 again. For my enemies have spoken against me, and those who watch for my life have consulted together, saying, God has forsaken him. Pursue and seize him, for there is no one to deliver him. So David is acknowledging that God has been protecting him, that the Lord has delivered him, the Lord's watching over him. And he says, the people are watching, and they know, God, that you protect me. And they're waiting, and any time that they see that there's a moment of weakness, that he doesn't have his strength, then they're going to attack. So David is saying, God, I'm in that kind of situation right now. They're going to perceive this as me being abandoned by you, and then they're going to pursue me. They're going to see, seize me because they're going to think there's nobody to deliver. But then verse 12, David says, Oh, God, do not be far from me. Oh, my God, hasten to my help. And we've seen that in previous Psalms for that idea of hastening, which means hustling. Get to it. Come on. God, I need help. Don't be far away from me. Then he says in verse 13, Let those who are adversaries of my soul be ashamed of and consumed. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. We've seen this type of language in the previous Psalms before in the 70th and the 69th Psalm. And he's saying, God, may those who are coming after me, the adversaries, okay, adversaries, uh, you know what that word adversary is? Some of y'all will know. The Hebrew word there for adversary are you ready? S-A-T-A-N. Satan. Satan. We say Satan. And it's not Satan as far as the personal individual that we associate with the title of Satan. Okay, And you get some understanding of that in New Testament. But the Satan simply means an adversary, the slanderer. The accuser, quite often when you see the words accuse, slander, and things like that in the Old Testament, is speaking of the Satan. You see it in Job, those first couple of chapters of Job. And when you pay attention to that, that opens up some understanding that, that perhaps we may not have. It also, uh, really, honestly, corrects some understanding that we think we have about that, okay? So he's saying, let these uh, ones who are persecuting let those who are slandering me, let those who are the adversary of my soul, okay, of my soul, of myself, of who I am, let them be ashamed. Let them be consumed. And he's talking about this shame several times. That word consumed right there means to cease, to end, to fail, to be complete, to be accomplished. Uh, let them come to the end of what they're doing right here. Maybe even let them come to the end of their lives. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek to injure me. So he's saying, God, the very things that they're doing to me, will you turn it back on them? Wow. You know, that's something that uh, more often than not, more than likely, we would be somewhat uh, reticent and hesitant uh, to ask the Lord to do on our behalf. But there it is in the Scripture. Again, it's so often <clears throat> with these kind of things, it goes to the issue of the heart and the motivation of the heart. Was David fear? Fearful here? Yeah, they were trying to kill him. Was he angry? I imagine so. But God knew his heart. How did God describe him? He described him as a man after his own heart. 
And so David's saying, hey, the thing that they're doing, will you please turn this on them? Let me read this last verse, then we'll pick this up next time, verse 14. But as for me, so you see David sort of irritated here. God turned these things back on the adversary. But as for me, I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. So even when David comes before the Lord with something, God, will you please do this? You got to do this. You got to do this. You know, regardless, I want to praise you. God, will you do this? Will you turn all this stuff that they're doing on me? Will you turn it back on their heads? Everybody who seeks to injure me. But I'm going to hope in you continually. And I'm going to praise you even more and more and more. You know, that that really sort of yanks back his uh, soulish rim, yanks back his emotions to where he keeps his focus and his attention upon the Most High God, upon praising the Most High God, even when crying out and saying, God, I need this, God, I need that. The praise keeps him from turning into a whiny wimp right here and keeps him focused upon what he's really asking for and who he's really asking it of. Some great things there for us. Well, again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for being with me.